reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. If the wicked turn away from all their sins that they have committed and keep all my statutes and do what is lawful and right, they shall surely live. They shall not die. None of the transgressions that they have committed shall be remembered against them. For the righteousness that they have done, they shall live. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked, says the Lord God, and not rather that they should turn from their ways and live? But when the righteous turn away from their righteousness and commit iniquity and do the same abominable things that the wicked do, shall they live? None of the righteous deeds that they have done shall be remembered, for the treachery of which they are guilty, and the sin they have committed, they shall die. Yet you, yet you say, the way of the Lord is unfair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way unfair? Is it not your ways that are unfair? When the righteous turn away from their righteousness and commit iniquity, they shall die for it. For the iniquity that they have committed, they shall die. Again, when the wicked turn away from the wickedness they have committed and do what is lawful and right, they shall save their life. Because they considered and turned away from all the transgressions that they had committed, they shall surely live. They shall not die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you, O Lord, laid bare our guilt, who could endure it? If you, O Lord, laid bare our guilt, who could endure it? Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, laid bare our guilt, who could endure it? If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. If you, O Lord, laid bare our guilt, who could endure it? I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. If you, O Lord, laid bare our guilt, who could endure it? 
Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Rid yourselves of all your sins and make a new heart and a new spirit. Praise and glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him, and he taught them. I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So, when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while the two of you are on the way to court, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. The words of the Lord in the prophet Ezekiel this morning immediately bring me to mind of yesterday morning when, as has been my custom for many, many years, I went and I paid a special visit to our grade twos as kind of a very final preparation for their celebration of the Sacrament of Reconciliation for the first time, which will be next Wednesday evening. The thinking that I always put into this is that even though they have received excellent instruction and support from many different sources, I think there are things they just simply have to hear from the priest because it is the priest they're going to be sitting in front of when all is said and done. Even if nothing that they hear is anything that they don't already know, we just go all over it very carefully so that they are ready. And the opportunity for questions or for expressions of concern or worries is provided. And lo and behold, what was the very first question that I was asked was not put in exactly these words, but it was really, would it be possible that there could be a sin that would be so bad that it wouldn't be forgiven? 
This is a grade two. They haven't even gone to confession yet, and they're already having this entirely too grown-up concern about whether God might not forgive them for something. However, it provided an opportunity to basically reiterate what we read in Ezekiel today, which is that our God believes in healing and forgiveness and that there is nothing that he would not forgive. Nothing. Because after all, he does not want us to bear the burdens of our sins. He doesn't want us to be weighed down by them. And when we will not even believe that he forgives us, that's another way of saying that we won't forgive ourselves, of course, and that continues to have the burden be very heavily on us. So there should be no concern at all that God would refuse to forgive. If we have the heart that is open to receiving his gift of forgiveness, and if we desire to do the right thing, to turn away, to convert from our sinfulness, well, of course he forgives. Of course he longs to bring us, like the good shepherd he is, fully home to ourselves. Now, of course, it would be possible for us to refuse his forgiveness or to have no purpose of amendment in our lives. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus, in the familiar passage we have in the gospel today that we heard at Sunday Mass only a few short weeks ago, really points out the importance of looking to the interior heart. It isn't just enough to say, well, I didn't kill anybody. I also have to look at how I can kill the soul and the spirit of another person by my words, by my actions, and certainly by my unwillingness to be forgiving and reconciling. He didn't say that that would be an easy thing to do. He simply said it would be a necessary thing to do. And we pray for the gift and the grace of being able to be a reconciling people in all that we do to pray for the gift to put aside resentment and to put aside that which divides so that we can be more and more like the God who wants to forgive and who eagerly wants to reconcile. If this is what God is like, is it not what we would want to be like too? At least as best as we can be. And whatever we can't feel like we can do at this point, we put into his hands, we pray, and we pray for the person or persons who have offended us and with whom we are unreconciled, and beg for the grace to be able to move to the next step. God doesn't ask more of us than that, not at any given moment, but as we move along steadily closer and closer to him, he does ask more and more of us, but he also gives us the help to be able to do it. When we have any difficulty with any of this, we need only look to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ to see that one who forgave completely even when he was being thoroughly rejected. This is our God in love with us at work. And he wants to do that work in us 
and through us. And by the way, please pray for the little ones who will be receiving the grace of that sacrament of penance next week, that they will always hunger for the desire of God to forgive, and that they will know that no matter where their life's path leads them, they can always turn to him, the good shepherd who cares for his sheep.